Well, first of all, let me tell you that weight loss is the least of the benefits as far as I'm concerned. And I know that we're going to, um, we're going to bond right here because depression is gone. Not only depression, but also suicidal ideation. Mm. So that's how deep I got. I can't say that that was an everyday thing, but I can tell you that um, those thoughts did happen. And what I noticed probably within the first couple of weeks was this new mental clarity. And the brain fog was gone. I felt like I was, if not a teenager, at least in my early 20s, as far as my mind was concerned. What a blessing. And that that really is what opened my eyes. Yes. It's gone through the roof. And the thing that's so crazy with it is it just gets a complete pass. Like you talk to people about carnivore right. and they're like, oh, you're going to have a heart attack while they're eating sugar and everything. That was the other thing uh, Dr. Ovadia told me that I requoted all the time, but it was from a study. And he said, Carrie, if you have poor metabolic health, you're six times more likely to suffer from heart disease than if you have elevated cholesterol numbers. Six times mm. more likely. And everyone mm. out there has poor metabolic Well, first of all, about the diabetes, um, that's another thing that Dr. Fung teaches is the fact that he used to be trained to say to his patients, this is a chronic and progressive disease. And if you switch the, the metabolic switch from sugar burner to fat burner, there's a good likelihood that he'll reverse his diabetes. And as far as stamina is concerned, yes, I have boundless energy. I'm 75 years old. Let me say that one more time. I have boundless energy and I am never hungry to the point where, I mean, cravings are different than hunger. Cravings you can't really control because it's in the mind and your mind's going to get you. But your gut, you can control those. Carrie here for the Carnivore Diet Movie. And thank you so much for watching our YouTube videos and listening to our podcast. It's because of you and your support that we're able to do this carnivore diet documentary. We're making great progress, and I'm not going to stop until we reach millions of people. But we still need to raise more funds in order to film this properly to the level needed to get it on one of these big streaming services. So we're asking for your help. If you would, please visit www.carnivoredietmovie.com. And once you're there, you can sign up for free to our email newsletter. And once a week, we'll be sending out updates behind the scenes. Uh, we'll tell you about new meetups. We'll give you special invites and things like that. Completely free. Sign up there. The other thing you can do at the website is purchase our little portable travel size Redmond salt shaker with a keychain holder. People have been loving these. We offered them on our 24-hour live stream. You can purchase these right on the website. And every proceed, every penny that we get from profit goes right towards the carnivore diet documentary. And the other thing we have there are the water bottles, and the cutting boards. They're completely customizable and you can engrave them. Every penny from those goes to support the Carnivore Diet documentary. You can also uh, link on over to the GoFundMe. That's where we'll get the most bang for your buck is there. So please visit www.carnivoredietmovie.com. Thank you. We're here from Healing Humanity. Got my shirt on. Power of a Proper Human Diet along with Steve. Steve, how are you? 
I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing wonderful. I'm I'm looking forward to speaking with you. Uh, I watched your interview with Emily, and she's just wonderful. Um, so yes. I want to hear more about your story, your carnivore story. Uh, maybe, Steve, could we start out? Maybe you could tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. Mm. Well, my background is that I grew up um, overweight. As a matter of fact, I can remember in grade school going to buy new clothes for the year. We always gravitated toward the Levi's Huskies. <laughs> so anybody out there from that time would would recognize that Huskies were the way to go if you were pushing your weight. But um, I can say that I've struggled with my weight off and on over my whole lifetime. And nine years ago, I found myself at 256 pounds. A picture was taken by my son, and that really kind of was a truth moment. This is something you've got to change. And so I tried restricting calories. I tried um, almost everything except for the fact that um, I got hit with AFib. Um, and then uh, that kind of wrecks your metabolism. Um, but about June of this year, um, I really started to start eating a low carb diet. I started cutting it down to 20 to 50 grams a day. That went to intermittent fasting. Um, and that went to full carnivore as of October 1 this year. So in the last three and a half months, I've lost 40 pounds. Wow. Yeah. What, what led you to carnivore? There was a, a video that I saw um, done by Barbara O'Neill. She's a health presenter down in the um, Australia, New Zealand area. And she was talking about this metabolic change, something I'd never heard before. And the switching from sugar burner to fat burner. And she talked about it on a cellular level, cellular level. And it just, it rung true. It made sense to me. Now, she happens to follow more or less a vegetarian diet. Um, and that sounded interesting, but I was trying to cut out carbs. I started out with white food, the potatoes, the rice, the flour, the sugar, all that stuff went first. But then as it, it moved on, I was moving uh, or eliminating more uh, vegetables, fruit first and then vegetables. And finally, um, with the intermittent fasting, I said, you know, this is just a small step. It's no longer a leap of faith, but a small step to carnivore. So that was how I did it. When you were thinking about carnivore, though, was it like for me, I, I had done keto and every other diet similar to you. In fact, when I was little, I remember they used to call me husky. It's like, oh, you're so kind of husky. Um, yeah. So I've kind of tried everything. But when I when I heard about carnivore, I was like, it seems to make sense. But that just seems crazy eating only meat forever or even for 30 days. Was it was it weird for you? Well, it's interesting because I started listening to Ken Berry and to um, Dr. Chafee and to um, Dr. Berg, lots of those people. And um, with Chafee and with um, Sean Baker and Ken Berry, they are already carnivore and they've been carnivore for some time. So I knew it could be done, but whether or not I could do it, I had my 
I don't know that I had any doubts. I just kind of, it was, I was following my nose and it seemed like the right way to go. So um, the more I researched it, the more I watched YouTube, um, the more it made sense to me. Right. So you've lost uh, 40 pounds or so. What other changes have you noticed uh, since starting carnivore diet? As far as conditions being reversed, are you referring to that? Yes. Oh. <laughs> well, first of all, let me tell you that weight loss is the least of the benefits as far as I'm concerned. And I know that we're going to, um, we're going to bond right here because depression is gone. Not only depression, but also suicidal ideation. Mm. So that's how deep I got. I can't say that that was an everyday thing, but I can tell you that um, those thoughts did happen. And what I noticed probably within the first couple of weeks was this new mental clarity. And the brain fog was gone. I felt like I was, if not a teenager, at least in my early 20s, as far as my mind was concerned what a blessing and that that really is what opened my eyes and then there were numbers of other conditions that also um, came to pass like I was pre-diabetic and am no longer pre-diabetic my blood sugar is in a normal range I was obese and now I'm overweight um, but I'm weighing in at 183 this morning, so I'm fairly confident that I'm okay. It's interesting because we just came through Thanksgiving, and now we're into Christmas and cookies and candy and all that kind of stuff. And I went through Costco the other day, and there are literally pallets of cookies in tins. And this is a business Costco. It's not even the regular Costco. And I just go, not any of that looks good to me. And the way I got through Thanksgiving was hearing enough stories prior to Thanksgiving about people who'd gone off the diet, maybe even only for a couple of days, maybe only for a meal. But the carbs that they consumed during that meal wrecked their ketosis. It, but, but it was also, it was physical um, pain that they were going through, gut issues depression, all that kind of stuff. And I said, you know what? I'm going to be a smart guy. I'm going to learn from what they've done and not do that. And um, boy, I tell you, I sailed through Thanksgiving. I had <laughs> a steak and I had turkey. That was it. Yeah. Was it, was it lonely at all? Were you kind of the odd guy out or? Well, it's interesting. I was the only one eating that meal, but it was with a bunch of other people who were going back and back and back to the table where all the food was laid out didn't bother me at all. You know, I finished before everybody else, <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was an interesting experience, but I didn't feel, um, I didn't feel like I was sitting at the little kid's table. I was, you know, I had a place at the table, so it was fine, but yeah. I love what you said earlier. Definitely we'll bond over that for sure. That's the same thing for me. I lost a bunch of weight on carnivore, but really I would I would happily take all of that weight back for overcoming the depression, anxiety, and the mental health issues. And, Amen. Uh, 
my goodness, I have heard that from so many people. I don't know. I, I just sent it to you. I didn't really give you much time to look at it, but I just did a video. I launched it earlier today on depression and carnivore. And yeah. I, I reached out to folks. I just said, hey, could you send me your story if you've done carnivore and you've had mental health changes on carnivore? And I just got a whole bunch of them. I put them all together in one video and it was incredible. They're all so similar, just like you said, Steve. Weight loss was great. Sure, whatever. You could t give or take that, but the mental health changes. Um, right. I, I hear it over and over again from right. people. So really trying to get the word out. Uh, I did a video with Emily before. One of the interesting things. So, uh, Steve, you're clean carnivore on social media, right? Yes. Okay. I, I have links for Steve's uh, social media channels below. And I also have a link to the video you did with Emily, Emily Penton. I did a video with Emily as well. She's wonderful. And man, she's overcome some amazing things with carnivore diet herself. One of the things she told me was, uh, I said, can you kind of describe when you were depressed, what that was like? And she said, Carrie, it was like, I was looking through a, a completely different lens. Yes. Um, and that changed. Have you noticed anything like that? Do you feel like you're looking through a different lens now as a carnivore? Yes. Yeah. Um, carnivore, um, waking up in the morning, Carrie, is different. <laughs> waking up is different. Um, I can't say that, um, that I've got any new dreams or, or anything like that. But uh, yeah, to not be depressed is incredible and um i don't want to forget what it was like being depressed um not that i'm wanting to uh, soak that all in but i want to know where i came from and i don't want to forget that if i were to go back eating a, a high carb diet or even um eating bread i was a bread baker before i made artisan loaves I know what a lom is. A lom is a razor knife that you cut into the bread dough while it's still fresh. You put it in the oven and as it bakes, those expand and it makes pretty flowery kind of um, designs in the bread. It's the kind of bread that you'd probably pay six or seven dollars for in a grocery store. Well, I was into baking those. And um, the day that I decided that all the white food was gone, that all went in the garbage bin and it just happened to be garbage day. So it was taken away and I haven't missed it. Haven't looked back. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And part of that is um, Dr. William Davis wrote a book called wheat belly. And I read that and it was like, my eyes were then open, especially about wheat and grains. And, uh, as a matter of fact, after reading that book, I'd go out into crowds and you look around these days and obesity is at an epidemic level and everybody seems to have a wheat belly. Now, it's interesting because I want to, um, it's amazing that today is the day that it is. It's a Tuesday, it's December 19th, and it just so happens that I had a meeting with my cardiologist today. And it was kind of a big surprise to him about carnivore. And he liked my labs. The labs all look good. But he said, I'm going to have to do more studying on this carnivore diet. <laughs> so I don't know about in your neck of the woods, but we have a, a thing called my chart, 
and it gives you the ability to discuss things with the um, physician. And so I sent him a message and the message was um, Dr. Chafee, Ken Berry, and um, somebody else. But anyway, I, I sent him three or four doctors and I said, not only am I following these doctors on YouTube, but the interesting thing about these doctors is they're physicians, but they're also actually doing the diet themselves and have for multiple years. So, yeah. That's really great that he's open-minded. I was scared you were just going to say he just shut you down <laughs> immediately. I, no. I have a yeah. cardiologist appointment too. Actually, I had one a couple of days ago and I went in and they said that they tried to reschedule it, but they couldn't get a hold of me. So I'm really looking forward to getting in to mine as well. Um, I had a low ejection fraction and congestive heart failure and an irregular heartbeat. And um, as amazing as it sounds, my irregular heartbeat is normal again. And I'm, I'm not fatigued or tired. I used to stand up and get tired. So I'm really anxious to get in there and see, get some tests done and see what they have mm -hmm. to say. Uh, but it'll have to wait a little bit longer. I think we're going in in a couple of weeks. So. so you know that in the carnivore community, um, people kind of have a different opinion of the medical field. And not only, not always do we run into physicians who are in the know and, and rarely about nutrition. And, and, you know, a physician has two ways to make money. Either he gives you a pill or he, or he does a procedure. So giving you free nutritional advice doesn't necessarily build his bank account. So, um, I had AFib, which is an irregular heartbeat, and I my ejection factor. They did a, uh, they they put a camera down through my heart, and they uh, I forget the name, but anyway, I was down to ten percent heart function. Wow! And the cardiologist said most people don't survive that, and um, my heart at that point was enlarged. And now it's back to um, regular normal size. And my ejection rate is somewhere between uh, 55 and 65, which is normal. That's incredible. So, yeah. Now, not all that is from carnivore, but certainly I don't believe the carnivores hurt that at all. Right. You know, carnivore, I say it all the time. Carnivore is not a diet. It's a curative lifestyle. Right. There's a lot of evidence too that I've, I wish, cause like I said, I had these heart issues my whole life. I've had so many heart monitors and um, meetings mm. with cardiologists. And one of the things I've learned afterwards, you mentioned a couple of good doctors. Uh, Dr. Philip Avadi is another one, heart surgeon yes. himself doing carnivore. Right. And um, I learned from him that the heart performs much more efficiently when the body's in ketosis versus otherwise. Uh, wow. And that was something I never knew before. And I was like, not that it would have cured me, but I did, I did keto on and off for years. So if one of those cardiologists would have mentioned that, I've been like, oh, maybe I should do a little bit more keto then. And now here it turns out I feel better than I have my entire life. The irregular heartbeat I've had my whole life is normal again. I, the only thing I've changed is doing carnivore. So good. It'd be interesting to see. But that's amazing with your results. Uh, that kind of hits close to home. My daughter, uh, Lily, she had open heart surgery at 13. And Ouch. she had a valve problem and her heart became enlarged and ejection fraction issues like that too. Um, so it's incredible. You were able to overcome that at 10% too. That's 
or at, at a 10 for that is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So did you face any challenges when you first started carnivore? Were you able to just jump on and start eating meat? And was it, was it pretty easy to do or did you have any, any issues? Well, see, I, I went from the Barbara O'Neill in her video mentioned several books. Wheat belly was one, but also um, she mentioned Dr. Atkins. And so I bought a book called the new Atkins for the new you. And so I was kind of following Atkins and um, all the time I'm reducing the calorie or the carbs. And once you start reducing the carbs and once you get to a certain point where those carbs are 20 to 50 grams a day, then it's a pretty easy step just to step into carnivore because you're already eating quite a bit of meat anyway. You're already getting protein. But, but the thing about carnivore that I like is that it's not just eating meat. It's eating meat and fat. And um, my diet right now is there's eggs, there's bacon, there's butter. But I eat a steak every day and sometimes two. And right now my budget is New York strips that I go to Costco and I get a subprimal and I come home and I cut those up, vacuum seal them, throw them in the freezer. Yeah. And I've been known to get four of those subprimals at a time and cut them all up. And, but that's a lot of work. <laughs> right. So I'd rather do it, you know, a roll at a time. So, yeah. Have you, have you uh, gotten, I get the New York strips too often from Costco too. Uh -huh. And I used to just cook them up and they're wonderful. And then I started doing this smoking and reverse searing. Have you gotten into any of that sort of craziness? No, but it's interesting that you would mention that. I don't make... Carrie here for the Carnivore Diet Movie. And thank you so much for watching our YouTube videos and listening to our podcast. It's because of you and your support that we're able to do this Carnivore Diet documentary. We're making great progress, and I'm not going to stop until we reach millions of people. But we still need to raise more funds in order to film this properly to the level needed to get it on one of these big streaming services. So we're asking for your help. If you would, please visit www.carnivoredietmovie.com. And once you're there, you can sign up for free to our email newsletter. And once a week, we'll be sending out updates behind the scenes. Uh, we'll tell you about new meetups. We'll give you special invites and things like that. Completely free. Sign up there. The other thing you can do at the website is purchase our little portable travel size Redmond salt shaker with a keychain holder. People have been loving these. We offered them on our 24-hour live stream. You can purchase these right on the website. And every proceed, every penny that we get from profit goes right towards the Carnivore Diet documentary. And the other thing we have there are the water bottles, and the cutting boards. They're completely customizable, and you can engrave them. Every penny from those goes to support the Carnivore Diet documentary. You can also uh, link on over to the GoFundMe. That's where we'll get the most bang for your buck is there. So please visit www.carnivoredietmovie.com. Thank you. I don't really want this to sound like a commercial but it's going to. Um, part of my income these days comes from affiliate marketing. And I've been a cast iron man my whole life. Cast iron this and cast iron that. And if you're going to sear a steak, what do you want? Cast iron, yep. right? Except for the fact that I bought um, a hex clad pan 
And I found that if I heat it with just dry on medium heat for three minutes, I can then throw a cube of butter or a pat of butter around, mix it with the butter. And by that time, I throw the, the New York in four minutes on one side, three minutes on the other. It's an inch and a quarter to an inch and a half. That's done. And um, cleaning out the pan is nothing. It's, it's taking a, one of those blue shop towels from Scott and you're done. Nice. You might, you might rinse it. You might throw a little bit of dish soap in it, but it's clean. And um, so I can have dinner or lunch or whatever meal in 10 minutes, three minutes for the pan, four minutes, one side, three minutes, the other side, and I'm eating. <laughs> so Isn't that great. It's like an added benefit. Yeah. To carnivores. Yeah. 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 Well, and um, Steve Jobs, I seem to mention him a lot. He, during the latter part of his life, he was wearing black turtlenecks and black jeans at all of his events. The reason he did that was to cut down on the decisions he made during the day. I thought, well, that sounds kind of crazy, except for the fact that I wear a black shirt and a black pair of pants almost <laughs> every day. <laughs> and not only that, but um, have you noticed that when you go to shop, you can shop quicker? Yeah. I go right to the back of business Costco. I pick up my meat. I walk out. I'm done. Yeah. So yeah it's quick. not, it's not up and down aisles. Do you struggle at all though? Because um, I'm not trying to be judgmental, but the more, no, the no, more no. and more I'm looking around, I'm like, like you said, all the cookies everywhere, but then the people it's like, it's just become normal, but people are tired and fatigued and aches and pains and mobility scooters. And it's, uh, it's kind of crazy how normal that has all become. Well, yeah, remember I said wheat belly and noticing wheat belly, but also noticing what people are buying, what people are eating. And again, I don't like to be judgmental either. Um, and certainly I, w I ate that way for 74 years. I'm 75, by the way. Now. Wow, you look great. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I feel great. Um, but anyway, what I was going to say is that... Um, my cardiologist, I took a different look at him today and um, I mentioned wheat belly. Yeah, it, I don't know if I mentioned it to him, but I do know that I mentioned it to the um, to the tech who was taking my blood pressure, my vitals. And I, I talk about it all the time. So as a matter of fact, I went in for labs on Monday and I started talking to the lady who uh, was doing uh, my check-in to the lab and I just started talking about carnivore and I actually mentioned that the two of us were going to be on a live stream at four o'clock today. And she <laughs> says, well, I'm off work. <laughs> so I'll watch it. <laughs> so right. I have no idea whether she's watching it or not, but <laughs> Leave yeah. A comment hello, if you're hello. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the, um, the carnivore uh, community is very welcoming. So, well, they are. And, um, I'm on my fitness pal as well. And yesterday somebody said, Hey, I hear you're going to be on Homestead. How I'm going, how did she know that? <laughs> but yeah. So some advanced notice from you, no doubt. Yeah. Well, the cast iron thing, that's one of my favorites. I'll smoke uh, the New York strip or ribeye I get from Costco and then I'll smoke it low and slow. And then I'll either do it on the grill or the cast iron skillet with some beef wagyu or some mm. wagyu tallow mm. um it's so good but it's i hate telling people it because it, 
like you were saying, it's so quick and easy. And now I'm complicating things more. And then I watched Dr. <laughs> I watched Dr. Chafee and he's doing like aging the steaks in the refrigerator first. <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I know if I'm going to do that, I'm going to, every time I want a steak now, it's going to be this whole procedure and process, but. Well, it's interesting because I bought, um, I bought a roll of uh, New York strips on Monday and I was looking at two and I picked one over the other. I picked the cheaper cut. Normally that's, that's opposite of what I would do. I buy more meat, spend more money, buy more meat, have more to eat. But I looked at the fat on the back and it looked to me like there was more fat on the lower priced one. And I went, that's the one I want. And now I come home, I cut up the steaks and I'm going, there's some glorious fat on these steaks. <laughs> I'm nice. going, yes. Yeah. So That's that was, I buy meat differently now. Right. Me too. Yeah. I remember I used to get steaks. I'd cut all the fat off and throw it out. Now I'd, yeah. I'd rather cut all the fat off, eat it and throw, <laughs> throw the meat out. Yes. <laughs> Dr. Kilt yeah. told me that I always, re, I always repeat this, but I love it. He said it should be called fativore, not carnivore. It's all about the fat. It's mm. not about the meat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's those ketones that the brain needs. Yeah. Apparently, I heard from somewhere, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but the brain is the fattiest organ in the body. Yeah. And, and it uses fat as its fuel. So, yeah, you're doing a good thing for your brain. Yes. And, and maybe that's where the mental acuity comes from. I think you're right. It's interesting because so we're doing the documentary Healing Humanity. Yes. And one of the reasons for the inspiration behind that was... I first learned about keto, I think it was probably 15 years ago, through a documentary. And that documentary was called Fathead. <laughs> so it was, <laughs> it was one of the first, it was the first time I ever heard about ketosis, but it was a very interesting documentary on Netflix. And that was kind of my thinking with this is there's so much great information about carnivore on YouTube, Dr. Barry, Dr. Chafee, all those guys. But I think we're just hitting a small fraction of the people that we could if we get on a big sort of streaming service like that. Um, so that's, that's kind of the idea there. Still a pretty good documentary too. That one's 15 years old. It talks all about wow. ketosis and how we've been lied to about a lot of the nutrition stuff and the food pyramid and things like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I've got a question for you, seeing as how you're doing he healing humanity. Um, have you noticed, I mean, I sort of feel it in my bones that there's this groundswell that's coming with carnivore. And I just go, yes, <laughs> people are going to wake up. And the whole reason why I'm interested in doing video and live streams and all that and reached out to you, the reason I am is because we need to spread the word. Yes, 100%. I totally agree with you. I am seeing it myself, too. And I, I'm trying to think about the reasons why, because, you know, like Dr. Barry's been talking about stuff like this for quite a while. And some of the others, Dr. Chafee, Dr. Baker, uh, for a really long time, it just seems like it's, uh, I don't know. It's just, I think the thing is it works. <laughs> I think that's what it is. <laughs> so here's an example. Yeah. Cause I started, I'm on day 274 now. I, I'm still counting the days. Um, my sister's doing it. My younger sister, my older sister. I just got off the phone with my mom about two hours ago. My mom and my stepdad have been carnivore for over five months now. It's completely changed their lives. Um, probably like 10 people. Like I did it and then 10 people. And now my mom does it and she's 
she's preaching it to other people. So now she's got her own little sphere. It's kind of like a good pyramid scheme or something like that. It's yes. like, it just keeps spreading and spreading and spreading. Right. But the thing that I have realized about carnivore and why it seems to work so well for everyone is because I just believe it's the natural way humans were intended to eat. We weren't intended, like you said before, Steve, you did all of these different diets. I did them all too. Uh, yeah. I did keto. I did counting calories. I did OMAD, TUMAD, Mediterranean diet. I tried everything. And you're sitting there counting calories and carbs. And it's like, it's so unnatural. Now I just eat until I'm full and I don't think about it and I'm done and I get all the nutrients I need. It's, it's, it's so simple. So yeah, I, I have that. It's so interesting. You said that because I've had that same feeling too. It feels like it's just about to just blow up because more and more people are doing it. I, maybe I'm noticing it more too, because I'm, I never stopped talking about it, but my wife and I, uh, and the girls, we own our small town single screen movie theater. And we've owned it for a year now. And I have been getting so many people coming into the theater. They're like, I'm a carnivore. I'm a carnivore too. I watch your video. I'm like, why are we whispering? Let's tell everyone about it. I've got my shirt on and everything, but I, I've been yes. seeing it more and more and more. It's, so it's definitely seems like, seems like it's, uh, it's growing for sure. It seems like it's, it's needed. That's part of the reason we named it Healing Humanity. I think that's the reason, uh, not just nutrition, but, it seems like the further and further humans get away from what is natural for humans, we get sicker and sicker. Heart disease, diabetes, cancer rates, all these things are going through the roof despite all this advice we're getting on what we should be eating and all the technology and medical improvements. And yet heart disease is still the number one killer and billions and billions spent on cancer. And it's they're not even making a dent in it. So it's like, we're not treating the root cause of the problem. And the crazy thing is kind of like you, Steve, you get this clarity afterwards that I never had before, but I don't know if it's like this for you, but for me now, and I'm not trying to be like arrogant about it, but it's just like, duh, this is just like common sense stuff. We are not treating the root cause of the problem. I had 15 different sets of pills and every single one of those was because of nutrition and the doctors never mentioned nutrition. It's like, right. Yeah, it's, right. it's, it's so clear now. But it wasn't then. Dr. Jason Fung, are you familiar with him? Yes. Okay. So one of the things that grabbed me on one of his videos was he was saying that he was treating diabetes and he was prescribing insulin and his patients would come back to him and say, hey, you told me I need to diet and lose weight. Now you give me this insulin and you raise my insulin and all I do is gain weight. What's the deal? And that was the, the, the moment that he decided that maybe something needed, he needed to know more than what he actually did. So that's one thing. And the other thing that I wanted to mention is back to Wheat Belly. Wheat Belly makes a really good case for the lies that we've been told. Mm. The, the food pyramid is a lie. We all know it to be upside down. And I think that's something that I mentioned to Emily is I believe that there is a truth movement in the United States and in fact, in the world. And we're now discovering what the truth is. And we're no longer as easily fooled or hoodwinked with the lies that we're being told by the government. The government never has been the source of a great knowledge, but now it's even less revered, I think. So, um, I just saw another thing about Rockefeller 
And the Rockefeller Foundation has not done us any favors at all. So I won't mention that because I don't, it doesn't, doesn't come clear to me what he was talking, what they were talking about, but yeah, they haven't done us any favors at all. Right. Yeah. I totally agree with you too. And there seems to be a big, uh, well, as there should be, people just want the truth. It's like, just, (laughs) that's kind of the sad thing with some other things. Like, um, I keep getting told by so many people that have been doing carnivore. I get so many comments from people saying you would have just done the same thing had you eaten plants. And I tried doing that and it wasn't the same thing. I still had the depression. I still had anxiety. I still had problems sleeping and things like that. So yeah. uh, Yeah. There's always a, it's always some sort of bias, but that's the cool thing. And you mentioned this earlier that I really like was with a lot of these good doctors, like Dr. Barry, Dr. Chafee, they're practicing what they're preaching. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, yes. what are their motives to be a YouTube star? Like Dr. Philip Ovadia, that man could just be doing heart surgery and be making an incredible living instead of going on YouTube and sharing the truths about carnivore diet. So right. I always like to look at what are the motives behind things. And um, I've been fortunate to talk to a lot of these guys and there's some, some, some really, really good people just trying to get the word out and share the truth. So yeah and this is a discussion that i had with emily too i go i'm gonna write a book and as a matter of fact that's how i met emily is i put a a facebook post up that said hey i'm gonna do a book and tell me your tips and tricks and your success stories not necessarily about weight loss but indeed what are some of the conditions that got reversed and that's how i met emily and as you know, if you listen to the interview, I had no idea who she was. <laughs> and she has an incredible story. Yes. And and so I was just absolutely blown away. And now I call her a friend. So yeah, we've we've had a great relationship ever since our meeting. So yeah. She's and, amazing. Yes. And and so consequently, uh, that's what it is too, is is getting the truth out. And and as you know, when you were eating a high carb diet, you had no idea what hunger was. You would get a sensation that said you needed to eat, but different than hunger. Right. Because the dopamine center that's in your head says, okay, well, you need more glucose. And drugs. So, drugs, exactly. Oh, I'm, I'm big these days on sugar. And in all of its forms, whether it's coming from complex carbohydrates or whatever, yeah, sugar is is nasty. It it is indeed a drug as destructive as cocaine and heroin. And the nastiest part of it is the fact that it's normalized. Yes. You know, eating cookies, eating candy, eating muffins, eating donuts, all that. Well, what's wrong with that? And then if you If you were to go further along those lines and say, well, you really shouldn't be eating that. I mean, not that I would ever say that, but you know that you'd get backlash. Mm -hmm. You know that you'd get whiplash, actually. (laughs) Yeah. And so how do you wake them up? Yeah. I'm hoping hoping that, well, I wish it was now, but I don't think it's going to be. But I'm hoping in like 20 years or something, we look back and we're like, what the heck were we doing with? sugar i totally agree with you i I believe it's an addictive drug i believe it's worse than some of the hard drugs out there it's Mm -hmm. completely normalized there's this great book i don't know steve if you've seen this one um it's called sugar blues 
Um, the author's name is Duffy. It's, uh, it, it says almost exactly what you just said. It says sugar is an addictive drug. It's more addictive than cocaine or nicotine, and it's more destructive. And it's consumed at some insane rate of like 150 pounds per person per year or something like that. I, I might be misquoting that last part, but that book was written in the 1970s. Wow. And, it's like, and look where sugar consumption has gone from the 1970s. Carrie here for the Carnivore Diet Movie. And thank you so much for watching our YouTube videos and listening to our podcast. It's because of you and your support that we're able to do this carnivore diet documentary. We're making great progress, and I'm not going to stop until we reach millions of people. But we still need to raise more funds in order to film this properly to the level needed to get it on one of these big streaming services. So we're asking for your help. If you would, please visit www.carnivoredietmovie.com. And once you're there, you can sign up for free to our email newsletter. And once a week, we'll be sending out updates behind the scenes. Uh, we'll tell you about new meetups. We'll give you special invites and things like that. Completely free. Sign up there. The other thing you can do at the website is purchase our little portable travel size Redmond salt shaker with a keychain holder. People have been loving these. We offered them on our 24-hour live stream. You can purchase these right on the website. And every proceed, every penny that we get from profit goes right towards the carnivore diet documentary. And the other thing we have there are the water bottles, and the cutting boards. They're completely customizable, and you can engrave them. Every penny from those goes to support the Carnivore Diet documentary. You can also uh, link on over to the GoFundMe. That's where we'll get the most bang for your buck is there. So please visit www.carnivoredietmovie.com. Thank you. Yes. It's gone through the roof. And the thing that's so crazy with it is it just gets a complete pass. Like you talk to people about carnivore right. and they're like, oh, you're going to have a heart attack while they're eating sugar and everything. That was the other thing uh, Dr. Ovadia told me that I requoted all the time, but it was from a study. And he said, Kerry, if you have poor metabolic health, you're six times more likely to suffer from heart disease than if you have elevated cholesterol numbers. Six times mm. more likely. And everyone mm. out there has poor metabolic health, except you and me and Emily and the other carnivores. <laughs> but before yeah. carnivore, I had horrible metabolic health. Uh, but yeah, nobody's nobody's worried about that. And to your point earlier, that's the truth. That's the science. That's the, mm -hmm. that's the facts. But it gets a complete pass. And the thing that's so bad with that is it's everywhere. <laughs> it's literally everywhere. I was trying to look this up before, Steve. I'm like, Sugar has to be the biggest industry. And when you Google it, Google says technology, I guess everyone has a phone is the biggest industry or oil is the biggest industry. But as a conglomerate, I really believe sugar is probably the biggest industry. You go in the grocery store, like Walmart grocery store, I think there's almost 50,000 products. Almost every single one of them has sugar in it. It's just, right. if you take it as a whole from all those different companies, right. it's the, like the biggest industry ever and everyone is eating it and everyone's addicted to it. And the fact that we get children addicted from a young age is just, I hope, I, I'm hopeful that we'll look back 20 years from now and be like, what were we doing getting kids hooked on that from such a young age and then rewarding them? And it's just everywhere too. Birthday party, birthday cake. It's go to grandma's house, have some cookies. Halloween, every single, you know, event is around sugar and junk food. While I was still um, in my keto stage, um, I can remember... I used to think that I ate clean and by clean, I mean whole food. 
And so very little processed food. But um, I was in a farmer's market um, sometime probably around September, August, September, somewhere around there. And there was this woman with a stroller with a baby in it. And there was an older couple that was fawning over the baby. And the mother was so proud because she said that her child had just had their first, I can't remember whether it was ice cream cone or something. It was a candy treat. Mm. And I just went, oh my goodness. Yeah. And and I actually, while I, I couldn't say anything, I just had to hold on to my tongue. Um, but I was moved by that mom and wished that I could have shared something with her. But, you know, you can't. Right. At least I didn't feel I didn't feel led at that point to say anything. But sure. yeah. 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 It's such a crazy thing. You look at you go down the cereal aisle and there's cartoon characters all over the cereal boxes and we get kids hooked. Hook, get them hooked young. Tell them breakfast is the most mm -hmm. important meal of the day. I used to be more cynical. Like you, every now and then you'd see on the news or somewhere where someone would be like, well, those people that are obese, that's their choice. That's their fault. Now, I do believe we have choices as humans, but we don't have a choice as a young kid like that to, oh, here's their first ice cream. And then they're addicted to what I consider a drug. And then they're taking it their entire life. Like like my friend Bill in Alaska, he was exposed to sugar at a young age, just like I was too. And some people uh, get more addicted to it or what, but some of that isn't a choice when you're a child addicted to sugar and processed food. And now the crazy, someone was just leaving a comment too, the sh sugar too, like, we don't even know the sugar. There's so many different names for sugar now. Dextrose right. and it's in right. salt. It's in bread. It's there's right. sugar in cigarettes now. It's just everywhere. It's crazy. Yeah. So going back to wheat belly, wheat belly was a huge revelation for me. When I read about the food pyramid, all of my guilt for all of the diets that I'd ever been on went away because I was a rule follower. I was eating healthy, whole grains, fruits and vegetables. And yet I looked like, you know, the Pillsbury Doughboy. And I'm going, what's this? You know, I'm following the advice that I'm getting from the experts. But why, why am I having such a, a hard time losing weight? And the truth is that we are not taught about metabolic health. We're talked about. We're taught about calories. We're talked about. Uh, taught about um, exercise and all those things. Exercise is great. Exercise is a way to oxygenate your blood. It's the way to get more oxygen to your brain. Great, but you know we need to know about metabolic health first. Yeah, right. and and then all the other stuff makes sense. Right. Your forty pounds or so you lost. Did you lose that through exercise? Thank you for asking. No, zero exercise. Yeah, same here. I, I even told a white lie when um, my cardiologist said, "Well, what are you doing for exercise? Walk." Well, yes, I walk, but I haven't walked in a long time. <laughs> so, so that anyway. But I just didn't want to hear him coming back at me. So anyway, right. no, no exercise, and that's what a wonderful thing. Mm -hmm. You know, to have your body burning excess fat, the stored fat. You know what? 
that's an endless source. <laughs> yes. When we're 40 pounds more, you know? So yeah. That was it the only- same, the same story for me. And that was something that I was told my whole life too, when I was overweight, well, go exercise, go get a gym membership. Right. I didn't lose a pound exercising. And that was the thing too, when I was overweight and depressed and anxious, it's like, I was sick. Like that's like telling someone with right. the flu, Oh, go to the gym and run, go run some laps or something. Right. I, I didn't lose any of my weight through exercise. I exercise now because I have excess energy now that I burned up most of the fat. Um, but right. nothing, nothing leading up to that. That's, you're right. We need to learn about metabolic health. We, we need to learn about things like that too. Because that just sets, I hate that. I, I did a video on that earlier and it just sets people up for failure. If you're way overweight and you think the only way you're going to lose weight is exercising and you're out there trying to exercise i see that a lot too where i'll see someone overweight and they're jogging or they're running i'm like well that's good for them but then i kind of feel bad at the same time because i know they're probably just going and putting that horrible food back in it's like it's be so much easier if you just ate the right nutrition you wouldn't need to be doing this to say nothing of the fact that i understand the motivation behind behind being overweight um and and exercising but i also remember that i was doing that maybe two years ago and I had to stop because my knees started to go out and I went to a guy, a doctor about my knees and he said, well, what are you doing for it? And I said, well, I quit running. And he says, well, that's a good thing, but you know, you have to wait until you've lost some weight before you can do those things. And um, what I can say is that I keep finding things that are being reversed And one of the last things was the inflammation in my hip Mm. and being able to walk without pain. But the latest one is gum disease. Yes. I used to have bleeding gums. I don't have bleeding gums anymore. Yes. And another one that just came uh, probably a month or so ago was I don't have toenail fungus anymore. Wow. Yeah. I go, and, and it drove me nuts because it reminded me of my mom who had a much more severe case. And she didn't know how to do it either, but also was obese. Right. And the reason she was obese is because of her diet. Yeah, what she was eating. The, you almost have to keep a list. Uh, I'm doing an interview with my friend Adam from Carnivore Today tomorrow. He's interviewing me on his channel. And he said, send me the list of the things that have improved. And I was like, I wish I would have kept writing these down because you keep the and more and more happen. The gum inflammation you mentioned, I noticed that one too, I think two or three months into carnivore, I went for a dental uh, cleaning and the dental hygienist, the hygienist um, said, what are you doing? I'm like, what, what do you mean? She's like, your gums, they're like fine. And she said, when you have inflammation in your body, you get bloody gums. You see it in your mouth first. Oh. I was like, I never knew that. That's really interesting. It was really kind of a cool conversation. I went on and told her about carnivore and she knew about carnivore and she was like 80% carnivore or something. I'm like, mm. to your point earlier, it's, it's spreading. People just don't talk about it. I was like, there's another yeah. one. So that was kind of yeah. cool, but that's really good. When you're, when your gums stop bleeding, it's a good sign that the rest of your body is no longer inflamed either, which is a huge issue for so many people. We talked about metabolic health. So many people should be worried about inflammation as well. And they're, they're not, that was one of the biggest right. things I've learned on this carnivore journey in the documentary, uh, with, I had professor Seafried on and, um, most cancers, like my whole life, when I heard about cancer, I always thought it was a fluke or it was genetic. I'm like, what's the right. cause? I've lost loved ones right. to it. And from what I've learned from Professor Seafried, 
It's damage to the mitochondria, most often from chronic inflammation. You can get that from smoking a lot of cigarettes, but for most people, the chronic inflammation is from eating sugar and seed oils and processed foods they're not supposed to eat. Right. You do it for years and years and decades and decades. That's chronic inflammation. You end up with cancer, and that's the reason why. In many, or if not most cases, it's not a fluke or genetic, uh, like, like most people are unfortunately told. One of the things about uh, the gum disease that really bothered me for a long time, especially fighting for 15 years with my AFib, was knowing that the gum disease is a contributing factor for heart failure because it's inflammation again. Uh, yeah. Yep. And I didn't understand that connection as well as I do now. And I go, oh, okay, well, that makes sense now. Right. So, yeah. No gum disease. That's amazing. I can just see inflammation in other people now in old pictures. So I've been doing YouTube for so long. I'll, I'll, sometimes I'll see an old YouTube video. I was like, boy, was I inflamed right there. And if you could see it on the outside of your body, you can rest assured the inside's got inflammation oh, yeah. too. Like you said, your heart, your, your organs, things like that. So, Yeah. Well, it's interesting because um, they had me check in two days before for my appointment today online. And so I did, and I come in and I'm checking in with the receptionist and she hands me this clipboard with a couple of papers, forms that I'm supposed to fill out. Well, there just so happens that there's a big white space at the end of one of those pages. And so on one side, I listed all of the conditions reversed and on the other side, all, all of the things that have improved and left that for the doctor. Well, actually took it in with me to the, the appointment and he's looking at the list and he's goes, wow. You know, it, it, that's the other thing too. Carnivore, as you know, is extreme enough. They, the, people will say, well, carnivore, what's that? And you go all meat diet. And, and that, you know, just, whoa, whoa, whoa. right. What you about know? vegetables? You surely have vegetables. <laughs> that's right? exactly what the doctor said. Well, what about vegetables? I go, no, no vegetables, really. And his comment was, oh, I don't think I could do that. Yeah. And I go, hmm, okay. But you know what? Do you want mental clarity and no vegetables? Or do you want vegetables and depression and brain fog? Right. Let's see. Um, I think I'll go with the no vegetables. Exactly. Well, I, I still get people now, like I said, I'm on day 270. And I, I don't know, I was talking the other day, I'm like, I will never eat another vegetable and never have another fruit. And people are like, well, why not? I get everything I need from meat. I don't, mm. I'm, I've done this for 270 days now. I am healthier than I've ever been. My brain clarity, cognitive functions better than it's ever been. Uh, everything's fine. So like, I, I don't, you don't need it. You can get all the nutrition from the meat. But uh, yeah, I've had that same conversation with so many people. What about vegetables? And then I could never do that. Okay. So I've got a question for you. Sure. So you're eating a lot of steak, correct? Correct. Okay. So do you ever find that that's boring? I have never. No. You think it would too? I feel yes. Like, I feel like when I say that, like people think I'm I'm exaggerating. I honestly, I do this thing where I put my hands in the air when I eat the first bite, and I still do it. I get so excited, like it's. I kind of feel weird too because I feel like on carnivore I no longer have addictions. 
But then on the flip right. side, I'm a little addicted to a really good ribeye or a steak. <laughs> I, get so excited for. I, I really, I don't get sick of it. I've never, I haven't, I'm waiting for that day. But you know, I've talked to, uh, I asked that very question to Dr. Chafee. I think he swore. I think he said, <laughs> I think he, he's like shaking his head. No, why would I? It's like the best food out there. But no, I, I really, I haven't. I, I so, have, so today is 80 for me, 80 days. Yeah. And, and I had a woman say to me, well, that, that's boring. And I go, no, listen to me carefully. If you're on a high carb diet and you have a bowl of oatmeal at eight o'clock in the morning, by 10 o'clock in the morning, you're looking for a muffin. And so you're hungry two hours later and two hours after the muffin, guess what? It's noon. It's time to eat lunch. You yeah. know, I'll go for a salad. I'll do this. And two hours later, you know, you're hungry all the time. Every two hours, two to three hours, you're hungry. When you eat a steak at eight o'clock in the morning and now it's two o'clock in the afternoon and your stomach starts to rumble because that's where you experience hunger is in the gut. You go, well, I'm not ready to eat now. I'll go ahead and take a drink of water and I can stave it off for half an hour or an hour. By the time you have that steak in the afternoon, you're hungry. And it tastes good. Yeah. And my answer is the same as yours. No, it's not boring. And again, like you, I'm only into it 80 days, but I can't even imagine not liking steak. So here's another question for you. I don't know how you eat, ate your steak before carnivore. How do you eat your steak now? What would you, what would you call it? Rare, medium rare? Obviously um, not well done. Yeah, much more rare. I used to do more medium and then sometimes I'd overcook the medium. Now it's, it's and it's gradually, I think over the 270 plus days gotten a little bit more rare. Um, and then similar to you, I'm seeking out the fat more and more and more <laughs> fattiest cuts I can find and focusing on, on eating most of the fat. So, well, do you remember when, um, you know, we were instructed by moms, you know, well, don't eat that. But, but something else, I, I think I learned this from Dr. Barry and that is, you know, especially with the, with the New York strip, not only do you get fat, but there's every now and then there's a little gristle in there or, some kind of connective tissue. Well, it's real difficult to chew that, but you know, you mash it up a little bit and you can swallow it whole. And you go, well, why would you want to do that? Um, collagen. Yes. <laughs> collagen. Yeah. And so I can remember going to a restaurant and ordering a blue steak and blue spelled like blue cheese, the French way EU. Okay. And it came out cold in the middle. Well, it just so happens that blue steak is not cold in the middle. It happens to be 110 degrees is blue steak. And it comes out looking rare. But talk about tender. Oh, mm. my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> you got my mouth watering. I, yeah, I know. And <laughs> I, like you, have gone rarer and rarer. And, and here's the other thing, too, is I've miscooked steak. And eaten cold steak and been just fine with it. Right. Okay. So next time, you know, in an, in another five or six hours, I'll have another steak and it'll be done better maybe, you know. Right. But yeah, I don't worry about it at yeah. all. Yeah. Yep. That's great. Hey, we have some questions from the audience here. Do you mind taking a yeah. few questions? 
Uh, go ahead. Yeah. All right. Uh, this is my friend Alex Miner from Florida. Steve, have you noticed a difference in your strength stamina since you started? I'd love to get my dad on carnivore. He's 70 and diabetic. Well, first of all, about the diabetes, um, that's another thing that Dr. Fung teaches is the fact that he used to be trained to say to his patients, this is a chronic and progressive disease. And if you switch the, the metabolic switch from sugar burner to fat burner, there's a good likelihood that he'll reverse his diabetes. And as far as stamina is concerned, yes, I have boundless energy. I'm 75 years old. Let me say that one more time. I have boundless energy and I am never hungry to the point where, I mean, cravings are different than hunger. Cravings you can't really control because it's in the mind and your mind's going to get you. But your gut, you can control those. So yes, I do have lots and lots of stamina. And as a matter of fact, I have a few projects. I'm retired, but I have a few projects that have to do with digital marketing and that kind of thing. And I can go 10, 12 hours a day. Now, yes, I stop and have, um, I'm two meals a day right now. So, and also perfected four egg omelets. Mm. And, um, and so I've been on an omelet kick. Uh, sometimes I add cheese. The other day I added mackerel. And I, I've got to warm up to that one, <laughs> but <laughs> I love mackerel by itself or I like eggs by themselves mixing the two. I don't know yet, but who knows, but yes, lots of stamina. That's great. 75 and you're just, I, I interviewed Maggie, rancher Maggie. She's 82. And one thing she told me, she's like, I'm just getting started, Carrie. I, I feel the same thing for you for sure, Steve. Absolutely. What advice does Steve give to a new carnivore? Mm, go easy. Here's another thing too. Um, Emily and I had this, this discussion on her um, video. And she says, if you're going to cut down on um, carbs and do all these changes to your diet, keep coffee. If you're addicted to coffee, keep coffee. Coffee can be your muffin. Coffee can be your sweet treat. Um, so here's the other thing. God bless the people who can do the lion diet and, and hold to, I think it's Dr. Chafee is salt, meat, water, period. I have pepper, you know, I, I have fresh ground pepper on top of my steak. Um, what I can tell you is I advise people if they're going to do uh, carnivore is take 90 days. And the first thing, throw out the white food. So that's potatoes and rice and sugar and flour and all those white foods, throw those out first. The second thing that you want to do is you want to cut out um, fruits. And the first two are bananas and apples, berries, so that you're only eating like raspberries or strawberries. Berries become your sweet treat. Then you go after vegetables, everything that goes below the ground. So rutabagas and turnips and carrots and oats kind of things, those go out next. So that kind of leads you to the brassicas. And that's um, the cauliflower, the Brussels sprouts, the kale, the um, broccoli, all those. Interestingly enough, those were all engineered. They do not happen in the wild. Those were all engineered from a 
mustard plant. So out go the brassicas. Now that's going to leave you to um, basically salad greens. And you might do tomatoes, you might not. But um, I got down to eating salads and meat and did just fine. And, and so I gave up the salads. If I recall correctly, I had a few tears that I shed because I absolutely love salad um, and was taught from, you know, this high that that's a healthy food. It's not, but that's what I was taught. So as I said to Carrie earlier, um, going from a low carb lifestyle to full carnivore is a small step and, and, it, and it shouldn't cause all of the digestive problems that sometimes happen um, with, with just jumping uh, with two feet you know, going from high carb diet. That's another thing too, is during my journey, I did intermittent fasting mm. and, um, I've tried fasting from a high carb diet, didn't know any better, didn't know about met metabolics then, and just had a horrible time. But I've done three, four five day water only fasts and am absolutely amazed after 72 hours, the energy and the mental clarity and the spiritual connection that I have when I'm on a fast. It is like no other. And you want to talk about a good time to write mm -hmm. when you're in a fasted state. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree with you more. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yes, it's amazing. Exactly. Yeah. Carrie here for the Carnivore Diet Movie. And thank you so much for watching our YouTube videos and listening to our podcasts. It's because of you and your support that we're able to do this carnivore diet documentary. We're making great progress, and I'm not going to stop until we reach millions of people. But we still need to raise more funds in order to film this properly to the level needed to get it on one of these big streaming services. So we're asking for your help. If you would, please visit www.carnivoredietmovie.com. And once you're there, you can sign up for free to our email newsletter. And once a week, we'll be sending out updates behind the scenes. Uh, we'll tell you about new meetups. We'll give you special invites and things like that. Completely free. Sign up there. The other thing you can do at the website is purchase our little portable travel size Redmond salt shaker with a keychain holder. People have been loving these. We offered them on our 24-hour live stream. You can purchase these right on the website. And every proceed, every penny that we get from profit goes right towards the Carnivore Diet documentary. And the other thing we have there are the water bottles, and the cutting boards. They're completely customizable, and you can engrave them. Every penny from those goes to support the Carnivore Diet documentary. You can also uh, link on over to the GoFundMe. That's where we'll get the most bang for your buck is there. So please visit www.carnivoredietmovie.com. Thank you. I did a five-day with my friend Jeff, and then uh, we did an eight-day one. Eight-day was the mm -hmm. longest I ever did, and by the end of it, I couldn't believe how much energy I had, but to your point, it's like, if I wanted to write a book or something like you're doing, that would be it. <laughs> Do it fast. Yeah. I was saying to someone, I was like, could you imagine, um, you know, Ken Jennings, the Jeopardy champion guy? It's like, yeah. imagine if he fasted and then did Jeopardy on top of it. It'd be, <laughs> he would get, you'd get a hundred percent, like every single one. Something. Indeed. Yeah. Fasting is great. Yeah. That's great advice. So I say the same thing. Don't jump right into it. I've seen a lot of people try to jump right into carnivore and uh, make that mistake. Take some baby steps, do a little keto first. Uh, but yeah, fasting is wonderful. The, 
the other thing that I would add is I would say, this is not a diet. This is a lifestyle and it's your lifestyle. So if, if having pepper on your steak is going to get you through, if having um, whole milk instead of heavy whipped cream in your coffee is going to do it for you, I am a bulletproof guy. So I put coconut oil and butter and buzz my coffee first thing in the morning. And that's about 351 calories approximately um, in the morning. And that's how I get going. And um, well, but but you shouldn't be doing that if you're on a carnivore diet. You know what? It's your diet. It's your lifestyle. Do what do what works for you. You do you, I guess is how you put it. Yep. So yeah. Charger Mopar, the 40-year carnivore, our friend Rick. How long after starting your carnivore diet did you notice the change in mental clarity and have you fallen off the lifestyle anytime since? Oh, what a wonderful question. <laughs> um it just comes to me that I have to answer it differently than I first thought. But first of all, the mental clarity happened quickly. It happened like two or three weeks in. Carrie, how about you? Uh, I think almost exactly the same thing. I'm bad with dates, but yeah, maybe three, three weeks in, two or three weeks in. It's tricky for me because I was doing keto on and off before, so I think I got a little kickstart. Me too. Yeah. Me too. As a matter of fact, I, I had to decide on October one, that this was the day because I kept people would say, well, when did you start that? And I'd go, well, uh, you know, and I'd have a salad or do whatever, you know, and so I couldn't claim carnivore, but as of October one carnivore, but now you say, and have you fallen off? Well, in the summer before doing carnivore, I put up two half gallons of dill pickles. And I don't know if you've ever done any fermenting, but if you put in the time to do fermenting, it's not like you can just let those, they're your babies. You can't just let those go. So every now and then I'll have a quarter or an eighth of a dill pickle. And I, and I haven't gotten into the second half gallon and I gave most of the first half gallon away um, at Thanksgiving. I took a bunch of pickles out of the half gallon jar, cut them all up and, serve them as as relish uh for thanksgiving so i'd say i probably had three pickles total um since carnivore since i started carnivore and i don't really count that as falling off i've never eaten enough carbs or i've never eaten anything that has caused me um any complications i guess is what i'm trying to say yeah Nice. Yeah. Yeah. The mental clarity thing too, for me, it seemed to even get better and better. Like I knew I had, I've said this before, but just real quick, I knew I had brain fog before I got through the brain fog, maybe three weeks after starting carnivore, but then it got even better. And someone said this, I always repeat it, but you don't know you're in the fog until you get out of the fog. So it was deep. I, I lived with it for so long that I didn't know the extent of my brain fog until it was gone. I'm like, wow, this is what normal is like. This is pretty awesome. I want to, I want to stay this way. So um, right. I haven't fallen off in 274 days. I am very strict on carnivore. I did keto on and off and I used to do cheat days and every time I felt miserable. The only thing closest to falling off would be my wife and family and I, we went on our first family vacation. Uh, we went on a cruise 
And I was completely strict carnivore. You couldn't have made better carnivore decisions. I had bacon and eggs and steak. I had nothing else but the seed oils or whatever they were preparing that stuff in, despite my best attempts to avoid it, got me. And aches and pains and inflammation all came back so quick. Uh, but I'm, I'm happy it happened because now I know even more. Like, I'm not even going to – I got to be so – like, going out to eat even, I – I don't, I like to cook at home. I like can make steak pretty darn good at home, better than going out to eat. It's less expensive, but I don't even want to do that anymore. Just, I'm so scared of coming in contact with those seed oils. So, uh, right. Right. Here we go. Question from Kevin Wilson. Kevin's awesome. I did a live stream with him and Dante the other day and carnivore soldier, Larry. Great work, Steve. Looking back on all that you have learned, would you do anything different when first starting the transition to carnivore? The quick and easy answer is no. Um, and it's the whole reason why I tell people who are contemplating carnivore is to do it slowly. There, there's no reason. Well, uh, I've been, um, this might surprise you. Um, I have an addictive personality. <laughs> and, and so uh, sugar and food is not the first addiction that I've beaten. So there's drugs and there's alcohol and there's cigarettes that came before carnivore. And, and I have a tendency what I tell people a lot is the best way to beat an addiction is cold Turkey. It's the most effective, but as far as your addiction to sugar, I really think that weaning is a much better strategy and, and reducing the carbs over, like I say, a 90 day period. What if you rush it and do it in 30 days? Fine. You know, listen to your body, listen to what your body tells you. If your body says, Hey, I can't handle this, then slow down. Yeah. So good stuff. Hey, shout out carnivore soldier became a YouTube member. Really appreciate that. Any funds we get from membership goes hundred percent to the Healing Humanity movie and Carnivore Soldier Larry is really awesome. I suggest everyone check out his channel. Uh, I mentioned earlier to Steve, I did a video today on depression and a bunch of folks sent in their testimonials, just two minute clips. And Carnivore Soldier has interviewed several soldiers with PTSD and depression. And he's really helping a lot of people and doing some really good work over on his channel. So he also gave me some really good advice and guidance on how to get my dogs on Carnivore. Uh, which I've been teetering around with. And as of yesterday, my daughter Emma and I, we prepped up a whole bunch of carnivore dog food for the next couple of weeks. So shout out Larry. He's a really cool, really good guy. And he's got a great YouTube channel for sure. So I have a shout out for Larry too. Right here, Larry. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's uh, a Vietnam ribbon because I was there. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a heart for veterans too. And it just absolutely moves me that there are so many veteran suicides every single day. So, yeah. It's a I'm, huge, it's a huge thing. Larry's is. mission is if we could just reach one, if we could just reach one person, all of this work is worth it. I totally agree with that sentiment. I do too. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, everyone support Larry and check out, check out, uh, his channel. He's done some great interviews with people and just amazing. Uh, a couple of the veterans that Larry has interviewed that are carnivores that have completely reversed their PTSD and depression 
are in the video that I did earlier. And it's just amazing when you see these. That's the whole reason we're doing this documentary is because I don't believe I can say, Steve, you should do carnivore. It worked for me. But I believe I could say, Steve, look at all these people that did carnivore. Look at what happened for them. Now you can make a decision. And that's what we did in the video earlier. We focused on people with depression, PTSD, anxiety, and they just shared their story. We didn't, we're not telling anyone what to do, but it's, it's remarkable when you see one after the other after the other. I started carnivore. It's the only thing. We, there's one gentleman in there. Um, man, I could go on forever about this, but um, the carnivore cure, Todd Bachness, 30 years he suffered from depression and anxiety. Three suicide attempts, 30 years, completely reversed on carnivore. He was on antidepressants. These people are like, I tried this antidepressant, I tried this one. Myself, personally, I was on antidepressants, SSRIs for 10 years. None of them did anything for me. Carnivore is completely gone. So there's just there's story after story like that. But uh, yeah, huge, huge shout out. Carnivore soldier, Larry. Great guy. Uh, Absolutely. Got a couple other questions here. Cyber Goose, I think you touched on this one a little bit, but did you ever do any fasting? Oh, yes. Yeah. And I highly recommend it. Um, what I've been told, uh, one of my heroes is a Dr. Mindy Pels. And she talks an awful lot about intermittent fasting, mostly for women, but men as well. And uh, she also has a video on carnivore. And she's the one who actually got me interested in intermittent fasting. And she puts out a sheet that tells you what your body is going through in, I think, three or four hour blocks. So at 24 hours at... Uh, 36 hours at 72 hours. And it's just phenomenal. And one of the things that I enjoy about fasting the, the most is autophagy, knowing that you're sweeping out all of the dead and damaged cells of your body, you're taking the garbage out. And, you know, <clears throat> I used to think that you would fast maybe um, once every couple of months, but I know people that fast, you know, week in, week out, three days a week. And that isn't something that I would necessarily be interested in. But I've also heard that the carnivore diet, and especially if you're doing two meals a day or one meal a day, you are mimicking a fast mm -hmm. by the, the lifestyle that you're doing. And I adhere more to that um, now. Um, but yeah, fasting... Um, I have a completely different view of fasting after I've fasted this year. So, yeah. Yeah. Likewise, uh, Chris Palmer has that book. Um, oh, I forget the name of it now. Brain, I think brain energy, but it talks about um, when you recycle your mitochondria, there's a big connection there with depression, anxiety, and mental health. So fasting for that reason too, is probably why carnivore is so effective for depression, but then you add fasting on top of it. And then, like we mentioned earlier, with the cancer stuff, it's chronic inflammation leads to mitochondrial damage. All of that gets repaired when you're fasting, even if it's just intermittent fasting. So, yeah, one of the things that one of the things that I like to bring up about cancer is that um, you know how they find cancer when they yeah sugar glucose <laughs> yeah yeah crazy. but what they do is they they use uranium so it's nuclear sugar. So the nuclear part of it, the radioactivity part of it is so that they can see where that solution is going. And it always goes right to the biggest feeder and that's the cancer cells 
sucking up the glucose. Yeah. So, yeah. If there isn't a more clear indication that you should probably exactly. be avoiding sugar if you have cancer. <laughs> yeah. But they don't. Like my friend Jeff, he's on a journey to be cancer-free, stage four. Yes. He's, he's doing amazing. But I, I said it over and over again. I still can't wrap my brain around it. He goes to chemotherapy, and they're handing out cookies and insure to people. Wow. So backwards. So incredibly well, the, backwards. The other thing, too, is that I, I think the two of us are probably of one mind. If you run into somebody and they say, well, I've got cancer, what's your first reaction? Your first reaction is to tell them about carnivore. Yeah. But, you know, but you're not a doctor, you know, but yeah. I'm not, but yeah. So we, so Jeff and I just quick shout out, we put together this page. It's a cancer action plan and we're not telling anyone what to do if they get cancer, but it's just a page of metabolic therapy, fasting and Jeff's regimen that he had to come up with himself. Um, so there's, I always have a link for that in the description below. If anyone wants to see it, or if you know someone touched with cancer, we're trying to get a million signatures for this. It just, just to simply say, if you get cancer, people should maybe have this in their toolbox, metabolic therapy, stuff Professor Seafried's been working on for years. And a lot of it's just fasting and getting your body into ketosis. There's huge benefits to that. And most people that get diagnosed with cancer, they're never told that. They're just told about the ones that make money, the pills right. and the chemo and nothing else. Right. Are you familiar with Hal Elrod? No. Mir the Miracle Morning? Nope. <clears throat> um. Hal Elrod uh, got cancer, and it was a very, very aggressive cancer. And the doctor said, well, you need to do chemotherapy. He says, I'm not going to do chemotherapy. And so he decided that he was going to change his um, metabolic switch. But what he wound up doing is he wound up going through chemo at the same time he changed his, his diet. And he's now alive and made it through. Wow. But yeah. Yeah. The Miracle Morning. I would highly recommend it. I'll take a look. Thank you. Okay. You bet. Uh, Callie asks, I've been giving into sugar the past couple of days. How bad am I hurting my body? Only you can probably answer that question. I certainly can't. What I can tell you is it's, um, it is indeed addictive. And what I can also tell you is that if you give into it one day, the likelihood that you'll give into it another day is much greater than you'll get back on the wagon. But the interesting thing about carnivore and most diets, but carnivore is still away from being back to carnivore. You only have to have a steak the next time or hamburger the next time or four eggs or six eggs or whatever. And so I, I, I understand it because one of the things that um, I go back to wheat belly a lot because one of the things that I know is that um, I'm losing my train of thought now. Um, but yeah, sugar is addictive. And maybe I'll get back to that. Maybe I won't. But yeah. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Oh, I know is that we are told when we're on plant-based diets, low-fat diets, all we need is what word? Willpower. And the reason that we failed was because we just didn't have the willpower. Hmm. But fighting that, that mind game, 
the the dopamine center in your brain that's a difficult one to fight and it's easier once you get over that hump and once you completely cut the sugar out eventually those sugar cravings will deplete will diminish will eventually you can walk through a costco with tens of cookies and go no thank you yeah yeah and for me, like it goes away, it's gone forever. I always caution people, you got to be careful though, because some people will do carnivore and they'll still have maybe like Diet Coke or something with artificial sweeteners and that'll give you, you're, you're going to start getting those cravings again. So, but yeah, once it yeah, goes away, I, it's amazing. You never think about it again. I have not been, I have the same um, resistance to artificial sweeteners as I do the real thing. The killer white, I call it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want anything that even approximates sweet. Yeah. I guess this isn't a question, but pretty cool. 55. This is Toontown Girl, 55-year-old female, 120 days on carnivore, lost 45 pounds. Feel like I'm 25 years old again. Brain fog gone. Body inflammation pretty much gone. Energy is incredible. Mental clarity. Good job. Congratulations. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> You are the captain of your own ship. Took took in control. Absolutely. That's awesome. Absolutely. Congratulations, by the way. That's something to celebrate. Yes. I would dance in the streets. Yep, should be very proud of yourself. A lot of people yes. aren't brave enough to make that make that change, and you did it. So, Night Toad said, "Any tips to get past the keto flu stage? I find myself falling back into bad habits when I get to that stage because I feel so rough." Hmm. I do. I don't really have a lot of um, recommendations here because I never got keto flu. But what I can tell you is that's the reason that I say do it slowly. And the more you, um, the more you gradually take those carbs out of your diet, the less likely you are to suffer from keto flu. And I never actually had keto flu, so I can't speak to that. Yep. Terry? I totally agree with Steve. I didn't have keto flu. My daughter, Emma, didn't get it either. Uh, my wife, Jen, did, and she didn't take Steve's advice. She jumped in, <laughs> jumped into the deep end, and she got it really bad, and it can be rough. Uh, my daughter, Emma, too, she drank a lot of water. She seemed to process a lot of water during that stage and had electrolytes during that stage. Um, so that could, that could maybe help as well. But um, yeah, I agree with Steve on that one. Carnivore Soldier Larry, I had to go cold turkey my food addiction i could not reduce because of cravings i knew i could not handle moderating my diet i don't know if that amen was question. yeah i agree amen yeah um if you've got the mental um fortitude and the um the guts to do it yeah go for it yeah and and understand that you may um it, it's worth the pain it, it's worth the pain to get to the other side. It's worth the pain to be on carnivore. It's worth the pain to get rid of the depression, to get rid of the brain fog, to get rid of the inflammation, to get rid of the diabetes, to get rid of the, the obesity, to get rid of all that stuff. It's worth the pain. Right. Yeah. I think I heard Dr. Barry say once, like some people have a carb dial and some people can handle a little bit. And I'm like, mine's just a switch. I'm kind of like Larry carnivore soldier. I can't, I, I get I can't have any little bit of anything. I just can't uh, can't moderate it all for sure. Well, and, and Larry, I can also say that, yeah, I can't moderate either. Now that I'm full carnivore, there's no moderation. 
There's not, well, I could have a little bit of honey in my tea. No. Right. Less grumpy old Ben. Carrie, my 10-year-old beagle has just had uh, bladder stones removed. He has to go full carnivore when he comes out of the vets in a couple of days. Any advice? Wow. Um, That's on you, not me. Yeah. <laughs> I, have no, I, I don't have an animal that, that needs well, carnivore. My dogs have been kind of carnivore for a while, and they're fully carnivore now, thanks to Carnivore Soldier Larry's advice. I'm starting them, but I'm I'm easing them into it. So I'm gonna over the next two weeks, I'm gonna do half carnivore and half what they've been used to be eating. Um, that's some advice I've researched online, and some other friends have told me about. So I don't know exactly the situation with your beagle, but if possible, this is kind of Steve's advice earlier too, like ease into things. Uh, that's what I would do if that's a possibility for, for your dog because it, it can be uh, daunting going full on. And then do your research. There's a lot of good articles out there. Shout out Carnivore Soldier Larry again. He did a whole video on uh, making uh, raw food for your dogs. And there's formulas for how heavy your dog is. And like Larry had some good advice about like warming the, the meat up for them when they're first starting, getting them used to it, uh, things like that. So yeah, I would just I would do your research before jumping into it. Um, maybe someone in the comments has some better ideas. I'm frankly not an expert on this. I'm new to it myself. My dogs are just starting to go full carnivore. So I got a video we're, we're going to put out. We'll do some updates in the future. So, And then we got a question from Rick or a comment. 72 years and on carnivore since May. I'm retired, but I work two part-time jobs because I can. <laughs> and I have never... <laughs> And I've never felt better. Michigan neighbor here, Carrie. That's awesome, Rick. Congratulations. Rick, um, I could list the things that I'm doing. Um, it's not physical labor, but it's interesting because um, I had a hacked LinkedIn account that I got back after 10 years of having somebody else control it. And um, and I was able to keep all of the contacts that I had from 10 years ago. And now I'm putting new information on it. And it's interesting because I don't know that I give my age, but I tell them that I have, um, that I'm a CEO of my own LLC and I'm getting constant offers <laughs> to, and some of it is really good money. And I'm going, hey, I'm 75 years old and you want me to come be your CEO? Anyway, I... There, there isn't anything that I'm interested in working for somebody else. So, but yeah, right. good yeah, for you, a, Rick. Yeah, good job, Rick. That's awesome. And then Larry said, "Whoa, brother! I came too late for Vietnam. Enlisted in 1984, carnivore soldier." Mm, thank you for your service. Yeah, heartfelt. Thank you for your service. Absolutely. Um. Oh, we got Bill Knott. Hey, Bill. <laughs> got to say hi to Bill. Bill's in the comments. Bill's my buddy from Alaska. Awesome. I think we got through all the questions, Steve. Um, man, this has been great. Wow, we're already at an hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> I know. I see that. Yeah. Shout out to uh, to Steve for sure. I have all of your links in uh, the description below. Do you want to mention anything else or shout out anything you're working on? I know you mentioned the book. and uh, Well, I just... My website is cativa.com. And what I've decided to do is to serve the carnivore community with education, but also uh, have included tools. 
Carey here for the Carnivore Diet Movie, and thank you so much for watching our YouTube videos and listening to our podcasts. It's because of you and your support that we're able to do this Carnivore Diet documentary. We're making great progress, and I'm not going to stop until we reach millions of people. But we still need to raise more funds in order to film this properly to the level needed to get it on one of these big streaming services. So we're asking for your help. If you would, please visit www carnivoredietmovie.com and once you're there you can sign up for free to our email newsletter and once a week we'll be sending out updates behind the scenes uh, we'll tell you about new meetups we'll give you special invites and things like that completely free sign up there the other thing you can do at the website is purchase our little portable travel size redmond salt shaker with a keychain holder people have been loving these we offered them on our 24-hour live stream you can purchase these right on the website and every proceed every penny that we get from profit goes right towards the carnivore diet documentary and the other thing we have there are the water bottles and the cutting boards they're completely customizable and you can engrave them Every penny from those goes to support the Carnivore Diet documentary. You can also uh, link on over to the GoFundMe. That's where we'll get the most bang for your buck is there. So please visit www.carnivoredietmovie.com. Thank you. Because one of the ways that I support my channel, um, aside from making videos, is affiliate marketing. So I've got several products that I think are specifically designed for the carnivore community and those are available on uh, kativa.com so yeah that's great and i have a link for kativa in the description as well as uh, thank you yep steve's youtube and facebook and everything else is down there so this has been great steve i uh, i know this sounds like middle school but you got a new friend here carnivores are carnivores <laughs> are always friends so i hope we can i hope we could stay in touch and talk some more and maybe i'm you know, sure we will one thing I've been thinking about doing, I'll just plant this little seed here. I don't have anything officially booked yet, but um, I was going to talk to Emily as well. Like I said, I just did this big video on depression and carnivore, and I think it's one of the most important things we can get out there. There's so many hopeless people in the world. The work Larry's doing at Carnivore Soldier is amazing. Um, but maybe doing a live stream for mental health and carnivore. So I don't know if that's something you'd want to be involved in, but I was thinking maybe having a bunch of different guests on. Uh, including Emily, because her story, like like we said earlier, she's just got an incredible story, and she's uh, just love talking with her. So I just I'll plant that little seed, and I'll follow up with you on that one, and see maybe we can get something going there. Here's the thing I would tell you: I'm working on a bad habit that I have called interrupting, <laughs> and I wanted to interrupt you through that whole thing and go, "I'm in." Okay, so, nice. So yeah, there's no seed. Hey, I'm already watering that plant. <laughs> So, okay. Love it. So, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Would be uh, more than welcome to do that. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I look forward to it. I'm really excited to, uh, to get the word out more for mental health uh, and carnivore because it's one of, I get so many comments on my channel and that is a consistent one that carnivore help people with their mental health, depression, anxiety. I hear it literally every single day. So it's like there's, but there's other people out there that haven't heard it yet. So we got to get the word out to them. So uh, well, well, interestingly enough, most people that come to carnivore come to carnivore because they're excited about weight loss. Right. Um, the people that don't know about carnivore want to do weight loss. And and um, I have a team of 
um, four in the Philippines that works with me with affiliate marketing and doing blogs and things like that. And they're always highlighting the fact that it's weight loss. And I go, no, 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 no. <laughs> you have to understand that weight loss happens, but what happens first is the mental clarity and the loss of depression. And that's much more important to most people. Most people would make that same exchange, you know, um, the weight loss for the mental clarity. Absolutely. So, yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Steve. I really appreciate your thank time. You. It's been a lot of fun. And thank you everyone for your great, great questions. Uh, check out some of Steve's links in the description below. I also have Steve's video he did with Emily. And then when you're done with that, check out Carnivore Soldier Larry. He's doing some great work over there. And it looks like Bill has his, uh, his big video coming out tomorrow. So check out Bill's channel too. So thank you everyone. Have a good night. Bye.